The depth of the wisdom in the book of Zohar is enclosed and locked behind a thousand locks and our human tongue is too poor to provide us with sufficient, reliable expression to interpret one thing in this book to the fullest Also, the interpretation I have made is but a ladder to help the examiner rise to the height of the matters and examine the words of the book itself. Hence, I have found it necessary to prepare the reader and give him a route and an inlet in reliable definitions concerning how one should contemplate and study the book. Next. First, you must know that all that is said in the book of Zohar and even in its legends are denominations of the Ten Sfirot called Kachab Chagat Nehim and the combinations of their denominations. Just as the 22 letters in the spoken language whose combinations suffice to uncover every object and every concept. The concepts and combinations of concepts in the Ten Sfirot suffice to disclose all the wisdom in the Book of Heaven. However, there are three boundaries we must be very prudent with and not exceed while studying the words of the Book. First, I will offer them in brief, and then I shall elaborate on them. First boundary, there are four manners in the ways of learning, called A, matter, B, form in matter, C, abstract form, and D, essence. It is the same in the Ten Sfirot, as I will explain below. Know that the Book of Zohar does not engage at all in the essence and the abstract form in the Ten Sfirot, but only in the matter in them or in the form in them while clothed in matter. Four. Second boundary. We distinguish three discernments in the comprehensive godly reality concerning the creation of the souls and the conduct of their existence. 
These are one, Ein Sof, or infinity, two, the world of Atzilut, three, the three worlds called Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. You should know that the Zohar engages only in the world's Bia. And in Ensof and the world of Atzilut, to the extent that Bia received from them. However, the book of Zohar does not engage in Ensof and the world of Atzilut themselves at all. And five, third boundary. Ken. Okay, so far. Can we get to the first boundary? What is matter and what is form clothed in matter? Well, probably it's written somewhere about that. Find it later. Okay, and according to the second boundary, what is it? Does our speak of only Bia? Yes. Ken. Othei. Gender Gimel. Item 5, third boundary. There are three discernments in each of the worlds, Bia. One, the ten sfirot, which are the godliness that shines in that world. Two, neshamot, or souls, ruchot, or spirits, and nefashot, lives of people. The rest of reality in it, called angels, garments, and holes, whose elements are innumerable. Bear in mind that although the Zohar elucidates extensively on the details in each world, you should still know that the words of the Zohar Always, the words of the Zohar always focus on the souls of people in that world. And it explains other discernments only to know the measure that the souls receive from them. The Zohar does not mention even a single word of what does not relate to the reception of the souls. Hence, you should learn everything presented in the book of Zohar in relation to the reception of the soul. Since these three boundaries are very strict, if the reader is not prudent with them and takes matters out of context, he will immediately miscomprehend the matter. For this reason, I have found it necessary to trouble myself and expand the understanding of these three boundaries as much as I can, in such a way that anyone can understand. Okay? Yes, yes, what's going on, Avosan? Yes.
It looks like we're speaking of such important things that maybe we should read it a few times and get an explanation. Uh, the, the, the whole foundation sits on a few sentences and so many details. It's confusing completely, even methodically. It's a lot of details in one page. That's how he thinks it's correct. That's how he thinks he sees it fit to, to write it, that it's correct. From the beginning to the end, uh, let's read this whole introduction. Yes. And this whole forward, it's not even an introduction. Uh, and then we will see. Maybe we need to search more. I'm not adding for myself. Yes, Shlomo, only in two words. Still, Kabbalists had the ability to describe states from above down. Where did they have the vessels to describe it? I don't know. I don't know. Of course, from above. More than that, I can't say. Who's there behind you? Um, on the second boundary, we read the test where I understand the description starts from Ensof, from infinity. And the book of Zohar, which is the most important book in the wisdom of Kabbalah, restricts itself to the world, worlds of Abiyah and what the souls receive from Atzilut. So what can we learn yes. from it? That You can write about higher states, but the most important book speaks only of that, of that level. I accept what they left us, and that's what I'm going with. Ken? Yes. This forward is preparing us for reading the Zohar. That I that's what I understand. When we read the Zohar, we used to focus on thinking of the friends. And he says here, Beware, be prudent, and that it only has to do with the reception of the soul. So why without the connection between us we'll get confused? We won't discover anything. The Zohar writes only to those that through the connection between them build the correct place to receive the upper light. So in my words, a friend in the ten has to constantly ensure that he is incorporated in the ten during the study? Of course. Next. Item six. You already know that there are ten spherot called Chochmah, Bina, Tiferet, and Malchut, and the root called Keter. And there are ten because the Sphira of Tiferet contains six Sphirot, 
כל חסד, גבורה, תפארת, נצח, הוד ויסוד. ויסוד, וזכור זה לכל המקומות שאנו רגילים לומר עשר ספירות. ועולם העשייה הוא ספירת המלכות. In greater detail, not only does each and every world have ten ספירות חובטום, אלא אפילו פרט, even the smallest element in each world has these ten ספירות חובטום, חובטום, as well, as it is written in the introduction to the book of Zohar. ואין להעריך כאן. בסדר. אוקיי. עד כאן ברור. זה קליר סופר? טוב. נעצור בזה. מה יש לנו עוד היום, גלעד? אפשר לעשות אולי סיכום בעשיריות, ואז נעבור להודעות. אז בואו נעשה סיכום בעשיריות, סיכום השיעור, בבקשה. המאמר היה מאוד חזק, מאמר הבש. הרבה הבחנות על התפילה, איך שהבורא כבר מעורר בנו את התפילה. memories from the state of descent so we can be grateful for the state we're in and all of that to look for in the tent and also I like the answer he gave me in tests about how to make our prayer more precise we wish to have the lights go through us correctly so we can uh, pass them down to the lower ones One of the practical things I took from the article and the discussion behind it is, is it's worthwhile to talk in the tent about this matter of how we can depict all kinds of examples, like this example that Rabash gave in the article about how a person rises to the lesson and then thinks about the time that he's rising in comparison to the awakening he receives to the lesson. There's all kinds of such examples and resolutions, uh, macro, micro, and we think about them and raise them. This can only help us uh, relate to this state in a In, in a manner that's most correct as we relate to connecting these two opposites in the same place while there's ascent and don't just enter one line. 
the article Rabash started from the beginning. First restriction, so there won't be any shame. What does it mean to bestow? And then in our state, when we constantly fall, he says that in the beginning they raise us. What is an ascent that a person feels contact with the Creator? And I asked about that as well. So he has to be grateful that the Creator brought him up the connection with him, not for receiving fulfillment in some corporeal vessels, but the connection with the Creator. That's the desirable state, the eternal state that is touching to some extent. And then the recommendation is to remember when you're in that state to appreciate it and be grateful, not just enjoy it, because it's preparation for the state that you will fall. So if you remember the fall during the ascent, it will help you rise again. Also reminded me of the article about the covenant. And a certain feeling of togetherness. And there is an upliftment. We can prepare ourselves for the state that we're about to forget. So it will help us get back to it. That's the main thing. The other parts I remember less. The feeling of exile is necessary and it brings us closer to redemption. It comes from our efforts to connect and bestow, and from that we discover our nature. Each time we discover it more and more, the will to receive and how evil it is, and how it distances us from the Creator. And the measurement of exiles, what pain we feel from this, not just feeling distant from the Creator or feeling that we're not connected, but how much sorrow we have in this, how much pain we have in this. And from this comes the joy and the redemption that, yes, we have a connection with the Creator, yes, we have a prayer towards Him, which is what's important for us. Um, this um, just a clarification the ascent or the state where you feel joy and also the path to come out of the ascent is when you feel the friends the, the deficiencies of the friends and you make an effort to bestow to them to demand the revelation of the creator in others that's what it's about um uh, Very powerful lesson. I loved Danny's question in the end. Yeah, dear friends, we have announcements. Closing announcements. First of all, our broadcast schedule for today, Sunday, at 11 a.m., facing the future. At noon, lesson with Kabbalist. Michael, Dr. Michael Eitman, 5.30 p.m. reading the study of the Tensfiot, 6.30 p.m. building a spiritual society, and 7.30 Zohar reading. And we'll end with a song. We used to live together
together before the soul came down and we were there forever until I hit the ground I dreamed that I was born here and everybody else I don't need anymore here just to forget myself. Here 